Welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast with Chad and Jade Spencer. In this world, there are an unlimited amount of voices fighting for your attention. Facts are important, but truth is key. This podcast is all about taking real life situations and looking at them through the lens of God's word. Victory can be your story. Hey, podcast fam. Welcome back to another episode. I have to say it. Happy Friday, everybody. (laughs) Happy Friday. I hope that's like, you know, I guess it's only applicable to the people listening on Friday, but I hope it makes your Friday morning every time she says that. We just know who's truly committed if they listen to us on the Friday we launched it. Absolutely. (laughs) Measures that loyalty. Ride or die right there. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I always listen to podcasts at a later date, usually. It's true. You know, I'm also a person that does the same thing. So, all right. Well, today, we're going to talk about a hot topic. A very hot topic. Dare we even say it. Ugh. What's up with sin? Sin, sin, sin. This is such a, you know, edgy topic right now. Yeah. Why? You know, honestly, though, I almost don't even think it is an edgy topic because I feel like we live in a world, and this is my opinion, but I feel like we live in a world that what is sin is not even seen as sin right right? so what we think is an edgy topic to the world is Mm -hmm. widely accepted is completely normal Mm -hmm. um it's there's nothing wrong with it so when the christian you know the christian church goes into an upheaval over a topic or something like that the world's like flabbergasted like what do you mean you have a problem with this right you're just you're old-fashioned or you you know whatever because to the world Stuff's normal. Mm-hmm. That's the culture that we're living in, and it's a wicked culture. And I need, you know, I need us to understand that as we're listening to this. The world that we're living in is a wicked, right. wicked, callous culture. We're callous, um, not we, because um, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. But the world is callous to, um, you know, what's wrong and what's right. Yeah. Actually, the moral compass has been so shattered. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can't, the average person doesn't really know what's right from wrong anymore. It's so right. the the lines are so blurred. Right, it's such a culture that's been desensitized yes. to sin, where you know it talks about in the book of Romans chapter one how you know that they were creating new ways to sin. That's how far they off the mark they truly were. So were. God gave them over. Yeah, and they've been desensitized. I was just saying right. this earlier today. I mean, thirty years ago, who would have imagined? that the most popular video, most popular artist would be some girl that's half naked singing about foul sexual things while she's shaking her body in lusty sexual ways would be the most popular song to listen to for teenagers. For teenagers. Yeah. Nobody could have ever forecasted that thirty years from you know, um, you know, thirty years ago. No, you no. could have never guessed that. And now that's the cultural norm. People look at that, and I mean, even I was just talking to another group of people today about Netflix. Oh my! You can't goodness. even listen or watch a Netflix movie without a million f bombs in it, without nudity. You know, I found a clean show and i consider a clean show now there's no boobs out you know there's no nudity in it (laughs) they're not dropping the f-bomb every three seconds you know there's still some stuff that would be considered edgy in it 
But it's considered good just because there's not nudity and F-bombs every three seconds. I remember when I was a kid, and I mean, you were like a really bad kid, so I don't know if the the same quite applies to you, but I remember when I was a kid, like before I was 13, like PG-13 videos, uh, movies were like the biggest deal. Like you couldn't wait to turn 13 because then your parents would allow you to watch a PG-13 with them. I mean, mm-hmm. for me, it, it always, my parents were yeah. around if I was going to watch something PG-13. <laughs> but, you know, even PG-13, like the worst thing that happened in a PG-13 was almost like alluding to sex right. or, you know, a cuss word that wasn't even, you know, that high up, you know, in terms of the ranking of what a bad cuss word was, right? <laughs> yeah. Now... You go on Netflix and um, there was a show I was checking out the other day and it was like 14 was like the age restriction. Mm -hmm. But with that was sex, nudity and language. So this is completely normal. Yeah. It's the world has been desensitized to sin. Um, And so let's define sin. You know, sin may be defined as the personal act of turning away from God and his will. Which makes sense why the world doesn't understand right. or doesn't see or validate what sin is because you know, that would require yeah. acknowledging yeah. God, acknowledging right. God. I could never well. expect an unsaved person never. to act saved. That's so right. I'm not surprised or shocked or, you know, anything that people are acting this way in no, the world yeah. because they're serving their God. Yeah. So right. it's not a shock or a surprise. Not at it's all heartbreaking and it's sad to see the world self-destruct the way it is but that's why we're meant to be the light in that but not follow the customs of this world right Right. we're in this world but we're not of it so if we're not in sin Mm -hmm. the opposite of you know being in sin would be to me being in right standing with god righteousness if sin is is turning my back on god then the opposite of that would be turning towards god right right? so righteousness Mm -hmm. Oh, I guess that's my cue. I was like, or were you like I, a long I didn't pause? want to steal your thunder. Okay. Well, right standing before God is twofold. This is where people completely miss it. Just hang on here for a second. Yeah. You hear about things like the hyper grace movement where they say all past, present, and future sins are forgiven. Such a dangerous movement because you know what? It mm. completely cheapens the blood of Jesus. It does. It does. It brings it down to just a simple little prayer and a really like a just a a cheap grace yeah, ultimately I can do whatever i yep. want with no consequences yep. now remember this only uh forgiven sin puts you in the right standing with god only yeah. those that ask repentance from sin are in right standing from god but then we've got on the other side so we've got hyper grace on one side saying you know do whatever you want live however you want there's no consequences do your thing you be you baby boo you take care of that you know don't worry about it but then on the other side right. we've got this thing called legalism which completely removes grace and makes relationship completely around works it's about how holy i acted not about the heart position that yeah. you have before yeah. god yep yeah, continually striving so to get to this now, the twofold description of right standing is this. Number one, it's positional. What does that mean? When you're saved and ask Jesus to be the Savior and the Lord of your life, God looks at you through Jesus, through his blood, and that blood that washes your slate clean, he sees it almost like a lens looking through Jesus, and he sees you as his son, as his daughter, 
as a position, right? Yep. You're yep. always there. You're consistently there. And until you choose to leave that position, you'll remain there. Yeah. But the second fold is the interesting part that a lot of people leave out. And that is the daily walk. Okay. Right. Because it's not just get saved and then kind of, you know, I was saying, um, I teach uh, in the Bible school. She teaches. Romans. And I was saying to my class how, you know, so many people are still sitting at the foot of the cross. Yes, we need to remember the cross. Yes, that is where everything changed for us. But the cross needs to be in our rearview mirror. Yep. We can still see it. It's yep. still there, but we're moving forward, you know, because the kingdom is forward movement. Right, right. Relationship with God is forward movement. So we need to be moving forward, still looking at the cross in our review, never forgetting what Jesus did, mm-hmm. never forgetting our thankfulness for him, but moving forward in all that he's called us to to do progressing you know um growing changing too many people they won't move from the foot of the cross that's what kind of where they stay you know Mm -hmm. or you have the other side of it of people completely just forget right 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 and it's important to understand that jesus didn't die on the cross for you to remain there that's an empowerment that to move to push you and propel you through there you know past it and that, my friend, is why it's important. Now, I'll, I'll never forget this. When I first got saved, I was working at a grocery store, and um, you know, I was talking with another guy I was working with, and he asked me to come out to a party with him, go out and get drink, uh, go out and drink and get drunk. And I just looked at him, and this was a new conversion for me, new life change. And I said, "Listen, man, I don't really do that anymore. You know, I got saved. I, I, I'm working on you know being more like Jesus." And he looked at me, and he kind of like shrugged and laughed, and he's like. Listen, dude, why don't you choose a religion where you can do what you want to do? <laughs> and he said, you know, I'm Catholic. I can drink all I want. I can do whatever I want. Now, I'm not saying that's what all Catholics believe, but that was his conviction about right. his religion. Right. And that's how cheap religion is, right? Yeah. It's about works. It's about, well, if I do this, this, and this, I can do that. Right. But that's not right relationship. Sin separates us from God. I actually even think yeah. that shows how little people understand about God, right? right. That you could make such a flippant statement mm-hmm. like that because that tells me that people are missing on what they know about God, God's right. heart, God, you know, who God is. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry, carry on. Yeah, and pe- carry on. People misunderstand why sin is such a big deal to God. So here we go. I got I got a few statements for you. I'm ready. Take your notepads out, pull your car over, take your notes out on your phone. I'd show you that you're real committed if you were to pull your car over. To take I expect notes. one person to pull their car over and take notes. I'm just saying. Oh my goodness. Tag you're us my ride you or die. Yeah, give me a, an Instagram post at the same time because I'll be uh, I'll be wildly impressed. So here we go. Here's a few statements I have about one word sin. To say, you're a suck up if you do that. Don't. Don't listen to her. Don't <laughs> listen to her. You know how like in the old movies you have like the angel on one side and the devil on the other side? I am the angel. Don't listen to my wife. Oh my gosh. All right, here we go. Sin is a crime against God's law, yet the act is ultimately not against the law, but against God, his person. Think about this. David, after his violation of God's law, where he... Um, you know, slept with Bathsheba. He had her husband killed. You know, she got impregnated outside of marriage. He cried out and said, against you and you alone, I have sinned and done what is evil in your sight. That's Psalm 51, four. 
Sin is against God, against his holiness, against his love, against his truth, and is deeply and profoundly personal. Because a lot of people say, well, you know, you're just being legalistic because that's the, you know, that's the law. God gave us grace, so I don't have to live up to that standard. Now, God's grace set us free from the boundaries of the law, but he still has requirements for us. You know, what are the two commandments that Jesus boiled down the 10 to? That you would love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, that you would love your neighbor as yourself. I'm not going to lie. I was so ready for you to keep quiet, and I was like, Oh, shoot. It is quiz time. What are the two commandments <laughs> oh, that I'm going to need sorry. to answer with? Uh, whoops. Did I, I'll put you on blast next time. No, it's okay. But think about this now. So David said, I, against, I sinned against you and you alone. And that was personal. So because he broke his law, it's not about the law. It's about hurting the person behind the law because God has feelings. God has a plan for you. God has a passion for you. But when you reject him, the Bible even says that he is a jealous God. He's jealous because every time we sin, we choose to rebel against God. Yeah, you know what I'm thinking of? What? Sometimes I think we look too much at the big picture, right? Mm -hmm. So we look at the world. God created the world. God loves the world. God sent Jesus for the world. But let's make it personal. Let's look at the the intricate details of the picture. Let's go right back to the book of Genesis. Original intent, Mm -hmm. right? Relationship. God created Adam for relationship. God created Eve for relationship. Mm -hmm. So whoever you are listening to this podcast, God created you for a relationship relationship with him. So that is as personal as it gets. Yeah. And that is why sin is so serious because yeah. it's you and God and something coming between the relationship between you yeah. and God. Because I do, I sometimes I think we can detach yeah. because we only look at the bigger picture. Yeah. But it comes down, it zeroes in on me and God, yeah. you know, alone together. Because that's the relationship I was created for. He mm-hmm. created me, Jade, for a relationship with him and the best part is when the creation reconnects with the creator man there's unlimited potential absolutely i'm telling you what until you know, get rid of sin before sin gets rid of you because sin will get rid of yeah. you sin has a timeline it has it a season it's, and, and it's pleasurable for and, a and season. yeah that's what the bible says he, it's pleasurable yep. for a season yep. but yep. when Seems that good. season is up it's that same pleasure up. turns into pain That same pleasure turns into torment. That same pleasure turns into your destruction. And that's why people should not allow sin, even an inch of it, to remain in their lives because when you give the enemy an inch, he's going to take a mile. But ready for this? Isaiah 1-2 says, um, the Lord said it himself, Sons I have brought up and reared but they have rebelled against me. This is the heart of God. This is the tragedy of sin, a personal rejection of the Lord's love. He raised us. He loved us. He created us. He has a plan for us. He sent his son to die for us. And when we live a lifestyle of sin, that's us choosing to reject him in his plan and saying, you know what? I'm the God of my life. I'm the one that's going to make my decisions. I'm going to, you know, I, when you sin, you're making the declaration that I know more than God. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Dramatic pause. Yeah. Think about that. I'm like pondering on that. Say law. Say law. Say law. 
So here we go. People identify with sin rather than God. Have you heard this statement? This statement for me is a trigger. You know that picture of that girl with the short hair with the glasses and she's got her head turned out and she got triggered? Yeah, this statement triggers me. Ready? I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Not me. Right there and there you can delete half of your Christian playlist. Yep, right. (laughs) Listen, I was a sinner. I once lived a lifestyle of sin. But God set me free. Jesus came and took the power of sin over our lives. So we don't have to be bound by sin. We don't have to identify with sin. I'm not a sinner. All right. I was a sinner. That's right. I was saved by grace. And when I entered into his kingdom through that grace, I am now a child of the most high God. I am a co-heir of the kingdom of God alongside with Jesus. Man, I am not some broke, busted, disgusted Christian that's struggling with sin every day of my life, just hoping maybe one day I'll make it through. Or how about this? That old devil, he just keeps making making me do it. No, you bum. You just haven't dealt with the lust or the anger or the hatred or the offense that's in your heart. And you're using the devil as an excuse. Meanwhile, God's empowered you to overcome it. I never want to blame the devil. I mean, I never want to like glor- like glorify the devil in any way. But honestly, we blame him for a lot more yeah. than he actually He gets does. way more credit than... <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I mean, think about this. When we identify as a sinner, we are saying that the cross was not enough. Ooh, that is, when our sin, like that personality of a sinner becomes just who we are, Mm -hmm. it's a slap in the face of Jesus Mm -hmm. who literally died so that we could be set free. He died so that we could live free. It is possible to live a sinless life. It is. I don't think people are taught this enough. I do not hear enough preachers Mm -hmm. teaching this today. It is possible to yep. live a sinless life. I'm so sick of this like victim mentality preaching of, well, we're all going to struggle. And yes, are we going to fall short now and again? Yes. But mm-hmm. guess what? If Jesus said that we could go on to perfection, mm-hmm. and that's Bible. I'm quoting mm-hmm. Bible. If we can go on to perfection, it is attainable. Yep. It's not something that God's, you know, if, if it wasn't attainable, he would have spoken about how it's something that we could have in heaven, mm-hmm. right? But he does he didn't do that Mm -hmm. he didn't do that at all um to say that you're a sinner you're basically empowering your old nature before salvation which is ultimately creating an excuse of why sin is still controlling Mm -hmm. you yeah you're identifying as a sinner and not a saint yeah (laughs) you're identifying with that old nature the bible says in second corinthians 5 17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. So when you say, well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Oh, we're all just sinners. You might be. I'm not. But you're identifying with the nature that you've been set free from. You're actually identifying with the nature of Satan. Yeah. Instead of the nature of God. So which one are you living and operating in? And I love this example because my wife, I think she shared it right. You can live a life of perfection. You don't have to sin. The Bible says that God, number one, won't tempt anybody with sin. But when they sin, they're led astray by their own evil desires. Then another section of scripture in the book of Corinthians, it talks about how when the temptation comes, that God always provides a door or a way out. You can never say, I didn't have a choice. 
because God always gives us a doorway, an exit plan, an escape plan. I can think of many times in my life where I had an opportunity to sin and that temptation was there, but God made a door where I could leave. God made a door so I can escape and get out of sin and get rid of it before it got rid of me. But let me say this. We have got to stop looking at the world as the validation or the maybe the better word is the measuring stick of whether we're living this life right. right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. The only measure of whether we're doing things right or not is the word of God. We have got to stop looking at the world as like our validation because like we said in the beginning of this podcast, the world doesn't know the difference between what's good and what's evil. Mm-hmm. That's why the Bible talks about the ne- the necessity of having discernment. Um, one of the best books I've ever read, and I highly recommend it to anybody listening, is the book Good or God by yep. John Bevere. So good. Because he talks about how that's the reason we have to have discernment. Because in the world we live in, you actually can't tell what is good and what is God unless you have discernment. Because the world has so turned things that are bad to be yeah. good or evil to be good that you actually need discernment to be like, absolutely, you know, that's that's not it. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, if you have the word of God, we have that discernment because yeah. that's the measuring stick. But I just feel like too many of us... We judge ourselves on culture. Yeah. So we look at culture around us and then we almost say, well, I'm, I'm doing okay. You know, right. I'm we doing good. We want to fit in too. Right. And well, and then that's the other mm-hmm. thing. We want to fit in. We don't want to stand out. But guess what? You were created to stand out. To stand <laughs> you up. You know, if I, I saw a, a meme and it's just the truth. If you want to be liked by everybody, don't preach the gospel. Right. Go <laughs> sell ice cream. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to preach the gospel and you're going to stand for righteousness and you're going to stand for a sin-free life, Mm -hmm. you're not going to be liked. You're going to be different from the world. But it's okay. Why? We're not citizens of this world. We're in this world, but we are citizens of heaven. You know, I sound different. As a South African, I'm a South African citizen. So when I come to America, people can tell I'm different. I sound different. I might look a little similar, but I sound completely different. I act different. I have different cultural, uh, you know, things that I do. Mm-hmm. You can tell I'm not from this country. Right. Actually, it's funny. You know, I'll have a conversation a with somebody accent. or whatever, and somebody will look at me and be like, where are you from? Wrong. And they're always wrong. And they're always wrong. They always it's fantastic. insult me and ask me. It's why I married her, quite honestly. She just sounds cool. Even when she's angry. It's just, it, getting yelled at in a South African accent is just, it's even more interesting than being yelled at in a normal anyway, American accent. Anyway, the point being is, you can tell I'm not from here. I'm going to stand out. Mm-hmm. My accent is going to stand out. It's going to make people, you know, question where I'm from. That's what we got to look like in yeah, the world. Absolutely. People got to look at us and be like, man, you're different. Yeah, you're There's a light in the darkness. Right. You're a city on a hill. If the world was satisfied with the world, they wouldn't be searching. Mm-hmm. But the world is searching. I mean, you know, in the car um, on the way here to do this podcast, uh, we were looking at statistics of just how, you know, in the last, I don't know how many days it was, 10.7 people mm. in the last 30 days, yep. 10.7% of people considered suicide. Yeah what yeah you know what i'm saying like the world is searching yeah so that's why we got to live a sin-free life what's up with the sin thing what is up with this sin thing and then i want to leave you with this because i don't want you to just feel like well i'm living in sin and you know i just don't know what to do i don't know how to handle it 
I, I feel like I'm drowning. I feel like I'm suffocating. I, yeah. I, I you know, I, I want to get out of sin, but I, I can't. Can I tell you this, that you will never be worse off following God's word. That's so good. You will never be worse. God will honor those who honor him. That's right. Maybe you're in a hard situation right now when you don't feel like you have an option or not. Or, 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 or a second chance or anything like that, God will make a way where it seems like there is no way. Yeah. You were not intended to be somebody's salvation. I feel like even now there's people in relationships that are ungodly and you're holding on to them and you are their light. You are everything for them and you are essentially trying to be God for them. Can I tell you this? Get out of sin before sin gets rid of you. Something I just wanted to share, and yeah. I know maybe this podcast is going a little longer, but I think it's such an important topic mm-hmm. is you were sharing um, with, uh, you were teaching a Rock Solid Faith class recently, and you were sharing about how, you know, when you were younger and you were still very much living a life of sin and, you know, you were struggling with a bunch of stuff, how you used to say to God, God, just give me a little bit more time, mm-hmm. then, you know, then I'll serve you, mm-hmm. then I'll do that. But what I think everybody needs to realize is, Man, if you haven't noticed by the time, by the time signs of the time short. that we're living in, Jesus is coming back. That he is. And he's coming back for a spotless bride, a sinless bride. We got to get rid of the sin that we've been harboring. It's like harboring mm-hmm. a fugitive. It doesn't mm-hmm. belong on the inside of us. How long are we willing to let that fugitive, you know, keep us in a life of prison? Right. Because right. ultimately, when you're found out for hiding a fugitive, what happens to you? Yeah. You get charged, right? You go make, you go pay time. That's what it's like with sin. If you're going to keep harboring sin on yeah. the inside of you, there's going to be a day of reckoning. And our motivation to get rid of this sin should not be, I'm forced to. Yeah. It should I not be, I yeah. have to. It needs to go back to the original intent. Yeah. Is that I'm in a relationship with God. I don't, and yeah. this is hurting our relationship. And because I was created to love Him mm-hmm. and to be in fellowship and relationship. Man, I think some people need to get on their faces, honestly, and have an encounter with the love of mm-hmm. God. Because the love of God is why we do what yeah. we do. And He'll set you free from whatever it is. There is always hope there's always an option there's always a choice and you will never be worse off making a choice to serve god but here's some scripture to encourage you yeah philippians 2 13 says this for god is working in you giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him so number one most people i meet they have the desire to live a righteous life but they feel like they don't have the power but this scripture says that when we rely and trust in god and a lot of times that's stepping out in faith making a decision that may seem crazy or wild but it's honoring god with our decisions but he gives us the desire and the power but i want to encourage you with this last one as we wrap up as well okay first john 2 1 through 6 and i think first john paints such an awesome picture of the redemption in the power that god gives us to overcome sin yeah my little children i am writing these things to you so that you may not sin understand that he's writing it to them so they don't have to sin yeah but if anyone does sin we have an advocate with the father jesus christ the righteous He is the appropriation for our sins, and not only ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. And by this, we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but doesn't keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. 
But whoever keeps his word in him, truly the love of God is perfected. By this we know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way which he walked. So this is the cool part. Although you may not be living in perfection today, you have Jesus who is the appropriation, who is the payment for your sin. And there is forgiveness inside of him. So as long as we can talk to our advocate, the one who's talking on our behalf, and say, you know what, God, I'm working on this. I Forgive me of my sin. Yeah. Help me. Give me the power to overcome this. Help me continue to take these steps. And you know what? Do something radical and truly allow God to use you to the level that he is calling you to do. Because you don't have to live in sin one more day. It's so true. And then last it's scripture. So I've got so many jumping no, out on me. it's good. It's good. Because uh, I want you to know that it's possible. Right. I want you to know that it's an is. opportunity. You yeah. Know, Titus 2.11 says this, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. So what is grace? Grace is... What does grace do? Grace trains us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live a life of self-control. So God's grace will empower you to overcome the sin that you're facing today. Amen. 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 All right. Honestly, there's nothing I could yeah. add to that. That was just... And man, the word of God is powerful. And I want you to be encouraged yeah. by that. Today, you can get rid of it. And what we're going to do is we're going to pray that you will overcome the sin through Jesus Christ. Amen. That you'll make a decision today to drop whatever it is, whether it's lust, whether it's anger, whether it's adultery, whether it's, you know, what whatever it may look like. Maybe it's a, a, an unforgiveness in your heart. Maybe it's, what I mean, keep going, babe. Well, no, I just wanted to say, and how do we overcome? Yeah. By our faith, yeah. right? Faith. So all it takes... The only ingredient, I mean, obviously a willing heart is so important, but right now, obviously, if you're even making this, you know, step to listen to this podcast and to move forward in your relationship with God, you have a willing heart. So the, now the ingredient that God will meet you at is your faith mm-hmm. to overcome whatever mm-hmm. it is. And sometimes that's what it takes to get out of sin. That's what it takes to get out of a, you know, an, a bad relationship or to get out of, you know some some moral issues or whatever it is it takes some faith mm-hmm. so just know it that's what the bible says that's how we overcome is through our faith yeah. so if you've got faith god will meet you with his grace mm-hmm. and you'll see a change in your life absolutely and get rid of sin before sin gets rid of you yeah yeah i'm gonna pray right now and we're gonna pray and we're gonna declare that you are you are done with sin Amen. that you're you're done playing the games you're, you know, we, we may make mistakes in our lives, but that's what I love about, you know, uh, a target. If you aim small, you miss small. If you're aiming for perfection and you're just a little bit off, at least you're much closer to just taking a swing at the whole target. Oh, yeah. You know, and I believe that your story is going to change today. So, Father, we ask you right now, Lord, give us, just as you said in Philippians 2.13, give us the desire and the power to live according to your purpose. God, I ask you that you would show us sin in our lives, that our hearts would be convicted even now of the things that don't line up with your word. That God's sin will not have hold on us one more day, that just as you came and broke the power of sin and death off of our lives, that we will live in the freedom of your word. 
Lord, I pray that you would sanctify us with your truth and your word is the truth. Lord, cleanse us with the word of God. And we ask you now in the mighty name of Jesus to help us break the sin that is on our lives. God, let us live in right standing with you. God, we ask you to forgive us even now. Let us stand before you with clean hands and a pure heart. Let us not be held down one more day. And God, give us the plan to make the hard decisions and the power to follow through with it. And we honor you and we love you, God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Thanks so much for joining us on today's Truth Be Told podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to. Remember, we have new content coming out every single day. Friday. If you know of someone who could benefit from this, we would love for you to share this on your social media, as well as go ahead and leave us a review. But for now, we can't wait to catch you next week.